know that I've been doing these affirmations now for probably 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I would say 90% of them have manifested and people are like, how do you do it? This is, I'm teaching you now. This is how I do it. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds, and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more, and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Rebecca Whitman. Rebecca is a success mentor, graduate with honours from Princeton University and author of the highly rated books Business, Life, Universe and How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. She hosts the top 5% globally ranked Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant podcast. Her philosophy divides life into seven pillars of abundance, which include spiritual, physical, emotional, romantic, mental, social and financial. She helps people achieve balance within these seven areas so they can experience more fun and freedom in life. In addition to her appearance as an expert on ABC and CBS, she's spoken on multiple podcasts and has shared virtual stages with great thought leaders like Grant Cardone, Jack Canfield and Les Brown. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Rebecca Whitman of Balance Beautiful Abundance. Welcome Rebecca, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me here. Lovely, so start by telling us who you are, what you do and crucially where you do it. Yes, so my name is Rebecca Whitman. I'm a success mentor and I live in LA. I'm very, very passionate about empowering people to go from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful and abundant. And I do that teaching people seven pillars of abundance, spirituality, fitness, emotional life, romantic life, mental, social, and financial. And when all seven pillars of life are in abundant or in balance and you can manifest an abundant life in any area, you can manifest health, you can manifest love, you can manifest financial abundance. Lovely. So tell us where that all came from. It doesn't sound like the sort of thing that you sort of started with. <laughs> it sounds quite evolutionary. So tell us more about how you got to do that. It is. I didn't start that way at all. So I grew up, you know, thinking that I had to be this super high performer. And I was a nationally ranked tennis player. I graduated from Princeton University with honors. And I moved to New York City to start, you know, my climb up the corporate ladder. But with even with my Ivy League degree, I could only get an unpaid internship. And I was like, hey, wait a minute, 
there's got to be some payment here. I'm living in New York City. So I started circling ads and I found an ad in the help wanted section that said I could retire in five years if I sold these products. And I was like, absolutely sign me up. So I, I did not retire a millionaire in five years, but I did learn a lot about sales, a lot about time management skills. Fast forward to about 20 years ago, I moved to LA to pursue an acting dream that I had since I was a kid, and I was not able to make a full-time living as an actress, although I did have some great roles in shows like Friends, CSI 24. It was not a full-time living, so I started studying some of the greatest spiritual teachers of our time, like Michael Beckwith, Wayne Dyer, Marion Williamson, Abraham Hicks, and I started to learn a lot about metaphysics. There was one area of my life that eluded me, and that was my love life. I found myself in a very painful marriage that wasn't working out. And as my marriage was slowly unraveling, my dad was slowly dying. So in fact, the two events culminated in the same week where my dad's funeral was on a Wednesday and my divorce was finalized on a Friday. And in my dad's last conversation, he asked me to write something. He said, I don't care if it's a book, an article, an essay, just write something because you have a unique worldview. I had no idea what I was going to write. And I was sitting in my financial planner's office in workout clothes. And he was like, Rebecca, your portfolio is growing, yet you're always in workout clothes. Why don't you write a book and show people how you're living your lifestyle where you can work part-time and make six figures. So it's like, absolutely. So that is the name of my book. It is called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And that's where I came into the seven pillars of abundance. And I'm happy to report that now my love life is a lot better. I'm getting married this year on December 21st. And so I feel like I've really... I'm really living a 360 degree lifestyle and it's really beautiful. And I'm just so passionate about empowering others to do the same. Lovely. And uh, congratulations for the 21st of December. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us where the, the seven pillars came from seven being my lucky number. So I'm pleased you've got seven. <laughs> uh, how, where do they come from? You know, just through my studies of what's important to me and when I look at my life and I'm happy. So after my dad died and got the divorce, of course, I felt the emotion of grief, but I was still high performing. I was still hitting, you know, really high commissions in my sales job. I was still working out and feeling really healthy. I still had beautiful friendships and I was looking at my life and saying, what are these areas that are making me high functioning and happy. And I divided it into these seven areas of life. So they're all important and they're in order of priority. So that's why spirituality is first, finances are last. Now everybody thinks finances are first, right? I'll go out mm -hmm. and I'll make a ton of money. Then I'll have the money to hire a personal trainer. Then I'll get in shape. Then I'll have time to meditate. Then I'll go out and I'll meet the love of my life. Then we'll socialize together. So they're in the order of importance for a reason. Mm -hmm. So it's like building a life, one, one layer of a brick at a time. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about sort of self-study and, and the, the, the sort of um, mentors that you followed. And I guess that's sort of part of the answer to where did they come from. But how, how, did, how did you sort of convert learning into teaching other people? It's not something that everybody does. You know, many, many people look at self-development and, and follow, you know, gurus and mentors and, and so on. But not everybody turns that into, uh, you know, a way of working with other people. What, how did that all come about? 
It actually came about when I wrote my book. I was having book signings and book lunch parties, and I was speaking a little bit about my book, and many people had questions, mm -hmm. and I started just teaching from my book. And then I realized, wow, this is, this is great. I love helping people. I love supporting them and changing their paradigm to be you know, where they can have more freedom. That's the whole goal of my teaching is so that people can have freedom. The freedom to do what they want, when they want, where they want, and with who they want. And yeah. a lot of people don't have freedom because they're so busy chasing money. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that we should live to work, but work to live. And I feel like a lot of people need to hear that message. Yes. Yeah. And how do you work with people? What What do your sort of days look like? What how, What's the sort of um, format, if you like, of how you teach people this stuff? So I do have one-on-one -on -one clients. Mm -hmm. I also have a really incredible group coaching program called Elegant Warrior Training, where every week for seven weeks, we do a deep dive into one of the seven pillars of abundance, and we give people real things they can apply to feel a shift, like tips, tools, and strategies that you can apply today. And so it's a combination. And I just led my first international retreat in Medellin, Colombia, which was, wow, that was so challenging to go there in the pandemic, but yeah. we did it. And uh, it was a women's retreat. So it's a combination of workshops, retreats, group coaching programs, and also, of course, my podcast, which is a balanced, beautiful, and abundant show. That's another great resource. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's sort of pick one or two of the um of the seven pillars and, and dig a bit deeper into what that actually means and and what people can do with that <laughs> that's i guess we could be here for the you know the, the rest of the year <laughs> do it with that but you know let's pick some sort of key points for 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 those so do we start at the beginning or, or do you have a favorite or is the one that's so important for everybody to to focus on Oh, well, we can start with the first one, spirituality, and then yeah. I'll let you pick another one after that because you know your audience. Yeah. So spirituality is the first one because it is the foundation of having a happy life. So I really believe that when you're an entrepreneur, when you're working from home, it can be really stressful. And if you are doing it by yourself, without having you know any faith that there's something out there looking after you, it can be quite overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I believe in setting your day up with a morning practice to just feel that you have something to surrender to, whether it's just your own breath and doing meditation or breath work. You can do prayer, you can write a journal. I have an incredible life-changing journal format that I'm so happy to share with your listeners if they email me or join my web uh, newsletter. So yeah, there's just ways to kind of get your mind right for the day that are really helpful. Some people do yoga. There's just, it just when I start my day off getting connected to the spirituality in my life that I'm, I'm so much better. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might not even have spirituality in their life. That's okay. Just, just sit there and breathe or just journal, just do do anything to kind of get out of your head. I like to think of journaling as a brain dump because we have all this free floating anxiety in our head. And if you just write a list, write a surrender list, all the things that you don't want to think about anymore that are taking up space in your head that you want to surrender. And that creates a lot of space to actually have a great day. Mm. And you say not everyone has sort of spirituality. How, how would you define spirituality? 
Spirituality is believing two things. One, that there is a higher power and two, that you're not the higher power. (laughs) (laughs) Whether that is the ocean, the weather, you know, a rock star, whatever it is, anything that's not you, because if I'm in charge of everything, then then I'm in trouble because I'm only human and I make a lot of mistakes and I don't want to I don't want that pressure of having to be in charge of any everything. I want to be able to surrender. And then the difference between spirituality and religion is religion are is for people who believe in heaven and hell and spirituality is for people who have been to hell and back. Right. That's one of those sort of phrases that that comes out very quickly and then you have to think. Right. I can, I can slow it down. So religion (laughs) is for people who believe in heaven and hell. Yes. Spirituality is for people who have been to hell and back. Okay. And that's, you say that because? Because I've been to hell and back. I've, Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of uh, trials and tribulations in my life that spirituality got me through. Mm Mm-hmm. So does that mean that those two things are mutually exclusive? No, not at all. You can you can do both. Mm-hmm. You can have a personal relationship with a power greater than yourself, and you can also go to a church mm-hmm. and or a temple or a mosque yeah. and also believe in doctrine. They're they're not mutually exclusive at all. Mm-hmm. And what about those people who would say that some of the stuff that you've talked about? Um, you know, like meditation or whatever is, is a bit too, uh, for want of a better word, woo-woo for them. What I think journaling is probably a practical thing that anyone could do without imagining it was something that was a bit too spiritual for them, if you like. <laughs> Are there other sort of practical things that uh, that for those people who um, don't feel they're ready to to be this spiritual person that, that can sort of get them to that, towards that that you would recommend? Yeah, I would just recommend stretching. You can call it yoga, you can call it stretching, but when you wake up in the morning, there's a lot of tension in the body. Maybe you slept funny, maybe you just have, you know, an ongoing, you know, sore back or something. So you could just do a few stretches in the morning and just like literally create some space in your body so you physically feel better. Mm -hmm. You could walk, you know, seeing nature and connecting with nature is always just a great way to clear your mind. So I would say stretching, walking, drinking your coffee or tea, and just making that a beautiful ritual and just drinking your coffee or tea and just staring out the window at nature. And that's a meditation in and of itself, because you're stopping doing what you're doing. You're not go, 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 checking your phone. You're just stopping, you're drinking your tea and your coffee, and you're just having a moment looking at nature out the window. So these are all great ways to start your day if you're not into, you know, the woo-woo new age stuff. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah now there's some really that's some really good uh, examples there uh, the coffee one i i talk about a lot in terms of my sustain um fundamental you know that ritual of for me it's the coffee and reading a book or or coffee in the garden when it's nice weather sort of thing uh, so yeah i really love that one you're from england and you drink coffee i thought everybody drank tea now i'm drinking i'm from america drinking tea and you're from england drinking coffee maybe we should do a movie called trading places or something <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah no i love my coffee but i do yeah i do drink tea a bit too but uh yeah no coffee all the way <laughs> i thought 
PJ tips was like a national requisite for England. <laughs> yeah, I come from Yorkshire though, so Yorkshire tea might be the thing I'm supposed to have. But uh... <laughs> what, is, what is that tea? Um, known as being quite strong, and uh, and from Yorkshire, which is where I'm from. It's a county. Well, what's it called? I want to try it. So yeah, Yorkshire tea. That's the Yorkshire tea. Okay. Yorkshire tea. Yeah, I so have to add that. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So let's talk about one of the other seven then. Remind me, the last one was finance. What were the other ones? Fitness, romance, mental, social, financial, and emotional. Oh, 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 oh. I know. So much to unpack here in such a short amount of time. Where should we go? <laughs> exactly. Um, how about um, mental? Mental. Oh, that's perfect. I love mental. So I have emotional and mental. They're different. You know, emotional is staying calm under pressure, not letting your emotions get the best of you, not letting other people get you to react, right? Because nobody can make you feel any anything. We choose yep. our own thoughts and our own perception. Yep. Mental is mindset. So mm -hmm. mindset for being an entrepreneur is so important because it's so easy to get negative. It's so easy to get down and to say, oh, well, I should have been here by this time and to beat ourselves up. Yeah. So mental is constantly growing, learning, expanding. The people listening to this Facebook or the Instagram live, the people listening to your podcast, you guys are all expanding your mindset. And this is the golden age of mindset training. There is you know, there are YouTube videos and podcasts like yours and so many books and just audible. If you don't have time to read, you can listen to an audible. There's YouTube videos. There's just a plethora of ways to grow and expand your mind. So that's just one thing. You could also learn a new skill. You know, you could learn to play a musical instrument. You could learn to cook. There's so many ways to grow your mind. You could take a, a class online or in person now that things are opening up in the U.S. And they will be opening up soon in England, I'm sure. Are they opening up yet? Sort of. <laughs> yeah, supposed okay. to be in two weeks, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, good. So, yeah, so there's just so many ways that you can just keep learning yeah. and expanding your mind and growing. And our mind is a muscle. There's something called dendrites, which are little wavy things on, you know, the end of the the cells. And when you stop learning, they literally shrivel up. If yeah. you keep learning, you keep your mind stimulated and you keep your mind high functioning, which is yeah. really an important part of being a human. I believe that we can keep learning till our last day on the planet. There's always something to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to cheat and, and take us back to the emotional one as well, because um, that point you made about um you know we're in control of our emotions and and no one can make us feel how um you know feel bad or whatever um it's something i quote to my 14 year old daughter all the time <laughs> and she always quotes back well you say you annoyed me then <laughs> and i'm thinking yeah i got my language wrong but <laughs> just so you know really um it's it's so free and um, it's freeing the word it's so it's so impactful when you work out sometime in your life that you are the one that controls how you think about things, isn't it? It is amazing because we that's what differentiates us from animals is that we get to choose our thoughts. And I believe there are two channels, Joe. There's the fear channel and there's the love channel. And this is, you know, not from me, it's from A Course of Miracles. But every all the negative emotions come from fear. So irritation, worry, stress, anger, 
you know, all these resentment, they all come from the fear, fear-based thoughts. And then the love channel, love-based thoughts are happiness, bliss, appreciation, connection, community, all these beautiful things are coming from the love channel. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think of my mind as a radio station. And when I feel myself getting irritated, getting angry, getting, you know, jealous or, you know, just, you know, pissy, as you say in England, right? <laughs> yeah. um, I will change and say, okay, stop. I actually visualize a pause button uh -huh. and I say, okay, stop. And I, I believe affirmations are a great tool to go from the fear channel to the love channel, but so is gratitude. Gratitude is such an important tool mm -hmm. to go, you know, from negativity to positivity on a dime. So those are those are different ways that you can go from negative thoughts, fear-based thoughts to love-based thoughts. Mm -hmm. yeah, gratitude is something that's really talked about a lot at the moment, particularly in my own sort of um, space. One of my my members, um, it's it's the sort of probably the main thing he talks about, and I think it's people who don't really think about it very much it sounds so simple it doesn't sound as powerful as it is talk a bit more about what you've seen in terms of you know when people are um you know expressing gratitude thinking to themselves about what they're grateful for what a difference that makes for them okay so gratitude is so important because it's not it's not just some trite trendy thing when, when we're upset, we're thinking about what we don't have, right? In Buddhism, mm -hmm. happiness is not, uh, is not getting what you want, it's wanting what you have. And there's so much that we have that other people don't that we just take for granted. For example, you know, we just lost worldwide millions of people due to COVID. They couldn't breathe, right? Our breath, just being grateful for our breath, just being grateful that we have all four limbs, that we have 10 fingers and 10 toes, that we have food in our cupboards and that we have a house to live in and a car to drive and a fancy phone to you know listen to this podcast on and all the little things we have beautiful clothes to choose from and we have family and friends and we have our beloved pet and there when you start thinking about it it really they've done scientific studies it really shifts your cells because there is so much abundance that we already have in our lives and it's just human nature to focus on the goal and when we focus on the goal, we're so focused on what we don't have. And then we switch to gratitude. And it's like, wow, I do have a great life. You know, there's people that would kill to have your problems, right? Because they're problems of abundance. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned affirmations um, earlier and, and sort of much earlier in the interview, you talked about um, manifesting. Um, talk, tell us a bit more about those two concepts. So to me, affirmations help retrain your mind. And you don't want to say affirmations from an angry state because then they won't work. If you're like, oh my God, I'm manifesting my abundance today. It doesn't work. So you want to get yourself in a happy state relatively if you can. Like I said, the gratitude list is the fastest way to get there. So do that first or do the other things we talked about. Drink your coffee, look at nature, do some stretching, do some yoga. But yeah, once you're you're in a, a decent mental state, you can start affirming what you want. So one of the things I love about the book, How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time, at the end of every chapter, there are three affirmations. So I teach how to structure affirmations 
you want to say I am because whatever you say I am chases you down. I have, you want to claim it as if it's already yours. And I am able to, so you can actually stretch yourself into your next level of ability. So for example, at the end of my book, I know a lot of people who listen to your podcast are business people. I am making a six-figure income working part-time. That's the I am affirmation. The second one is I have. Mm -hmm. I have a beautiful, balanced, and abundant life. And the third one, I am able. I am able to have the freedom to do what I want, when I want, where I want, and with whom I want. So those are, that's the way I structure affirmation. So if you look at all seven pillars of life, you can write out 21 affirmations and have three affirmations for each of the seven pillars of life and just mm -hmm. read those affirmations and they will change as your life changes. I recommend redoing them on January 1st of every year and creating the year that you want in the beginning of the year. But this is the beginning of June. So if you're just now you know, coming into this teaching, when the student's ready, the teacher appears, you can go ahead and write 21 affirmations for how you want to finish the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do with those affirmations? Well, I like writing them on little three by five cards. So yep. for each of the seven areas, I have a different three by five card with three affirmations on it. And, mm -hmm. and in the morning when I'm drinking my tea and I'm just, you know, relaxing, I'll look at the note cards. Right. Every, every morning I look at them. Some people look at them right before they go to bed because they say it kind of re, it reprograms their brain while they're sleeping. So either way is fine, either in the morning or at night. But try to look at those affirmations every single day. And don't just look at them. Actually feel what it's going to feel like. Like how is it going to feel to make six figures part time? How is it going to feel to, you know, walk on a beach with your soulmate? You know, just it takes just a second. You know, we're so good at using our imagination to visualize what the affirmation will feel like. And your mm -hmm. body doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know that you're just using your imagination or actually, oh, wow, I am really walking down the beach with my soulmate, you know, and it starts to it yeah. sounds magical, but it's happened to me in all seven of those pillars. I've manifested almost everything I wanted. So I still have bigger goals, but that's great. Yeah. It's great to have goals, but also know that I've been doing these affirmations now for probably 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I would say 90% of them have manifested. And people are like, how do you do it? This is, I'm teaching you now. This is how I do it. Yes. Yeah. So what, given your teaching sort of whole life stuff, if you like, do you, how do you sort of operate your business as part of your life or <laughs> within your life? You know, how do you prioritize what you're doing? Because I think sometimes when you're talking to people about life stuff, not just business stuff, it can almost sort of bleed into everything you do because quite i guess if you're talking even to your friends you'll naturally talk about this stuff because it's part of you and it uh, and it comes up in conversations anyway but how do you how do you do your work and make sure that you're keeping that balance and that that it's not um all about work and not about i mean i i, I guess it's a bit of a silly question because it's it's what you're teaching <laughs> so presumably you're living it <laughs> but do you know what i mean it's like you're i can imagine you go out with your you know, your girlfriends and you're having a conversation about their life and you'll go into coach mode, won't you? That's the sort of thing I do. <laughs> no, 
know what? I asked people permission. I used, that's why I became a coach because like when I asked myself, what would I do for free, even if I didn't get paid? And that would be to give people advice and my opinion and support them. I just love to do it. So now yeah. I ask permission, you know, mm -hmm. is it okay if I offer you my opinion about this or do you just want me to listen or yes. you know, do, you, do you really want my input or are you just looking for me to be like an active listener? Because if I don't ask first, people feel like, oh my God, you know, I'm just like so tired of you coaching me. <laughs> so I, I ask permission. And then so, so my business doesn't bleed into all areas of my life. I really believe in time blocking. Right. So, you know, the, these are the hours that I'm going to work and I can't even do hours because I have a short attention span. So have you heard of the Pomodoro method? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 25 minutes of intense focus and then five minutes of taking a break. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is, that is what I try to do. And if I can't do 25 minutes, I'll do 15 minutes. And I actually set the timer on my phone for 15 or 25 minutes and I just do like a, a burst of concentrated work and, and then yeah. I take a break and do something else. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And what about some um, sort of tools, apps, technology, that sort of thing? What, what sort of things are you using? Yeah, that's a great question. Tools, apps, and technology. There's, there's so many and they're so woven into my life. So Zoom is amazing. I love Zoom. I think it's Zoom saved the world. I know. What did we do before Zoom? <laughs> I don't even know. We definitely wouldn't be having this conversation from Kent, UK to Los Angeles, uh, USA. No. So yeah, Zoom. And then I also believe in like repurposing social media content. So as we're recording this podcast, it's also on my Instagram. Yeah. So just repurposing what I share on Instagram and I share on Facebook. Um, Google Calendar is incredible. Yeah, there's, I mean, I don't have any super high tech apps because I'm not like a techie person, but I, I would say just the simple ones that everybody uses to do mm -hmm. coaching, uh, Zoom and, mm -hmm. and then social media to promote my business. And yes. yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's really simple stuff that I do. I want to, I did start using Slack. Have you heard of Slack? Yeah, I use that with my members. Yep. Yeah, so I'm starting to uh, use Slack because now I have so many team members helping me with the various aspects of my business. So Slack is really good to for everyone to communicate on the same page. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, those are that's it as far as technology. Yeah. And what about making sure you get everything done that you need to get done? You've just mentioned having team members. So there's some outsourcing um, going on there. What, what sort of other tips and strategies do you have for getting done what you need to get done? You know, I don't get it all done every day. And so that is, you know, <laughs> it's a daily practice to not beat myself up because yeah. I want to get it all done. And I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie when it comes to a things to do list. So some people get adrenaline when they like skydive. <laughs> I get it when I'm checking things off my things to do list. So <laughs> When I don't get it all done, it's like, ah, so I'm learning just to be forgiving to myself and just, it's more important to follow my own teaching and it's all about joy. So life is about not getting everything done because we're ultimately going to die, right? To get really deep and existential. So uh -huh. it's about finding, finding the joy in the day. We're not going to look back on our deathbed and be like, oh my God, on that one day in June, I only got three things on my to-do list. You know, it's, it's yeah. not going to be that. 
It's going to be how much did I enjoy? How much did I love? How much did I connect? So even though I have a lot to do as a home-based entrepreneur, there's also other other aspects of life that I want to make sure I cultivate every day, like love and joy and connection. Mm -hmm. And then I just do as much as I can within the amount of time that I've dedicated to work. And if I don't, and if I don't get it done, I'll get it done the next day. I like what Abraham Hicks says, as you, as you can't get it done and you'll never get it wrong. So it's, it's just an ongoing process. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what about um, looking after yourself, your self care? How do you make sure that gets fitted in? Yeah, so for women especially, I think sleep is really important. Yeah. So I I believe in getting at least seven or eight hours of sleep every night, and mm-hmm. that is number one. The second thing is to make sure I prioritize my exercise. So I build my schedule around my exercise. So this podcast was a huge exception because you live in England, but this is normally when I exercise. So I I build my schedule around the exercise and that means I can always get that done. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I do for self-care is I drink a lot of water and I'm running to the loo, as you would say, all the time, but it's okay because I know how important being hydrated is. Yeah. And yeah. then the real, you know, indulgent self-care mm-hmm. is I treat myself to a massage. I will get my nails done, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'll get a facial and it yeah. might seem, you know, like a waste of money, but I, I'm pretty savvy and I found Groupons and I found ways to get everything that I want to get done, mm-hmm. you know, at a really great deal. So, yeah. you know, even if you give yourself a facial, like that, that is a self-care if, if you put a mask on and do an exfoliant. So yeah, just giving yourself uh, some extra TLC and some extra love yeah. is yeah. self-care. I'm just chuckling to myself that when you said put a mask on, I had visions of, a, you know, a mask like we're using for COVID. And I'm thinking, well, how are you going to do a facial with that? And I was like, oh, no, no, she meant the old the old definition of mask. <laughs> yes, like a mud mask or a clay mask. Exactly. Not not a, a surgical mask. <laughs> no, funny how the, the world has changed. Um Yeah, lovely. Um, As you say, that, that whole self-care piece is, is so important and it doesn't have to be expensive or complicated it's, it's just carving out that time and being intentional with it isn't it taking a bubble bath i mean that's mm-hmm. that's self-care yes yeah yeah i i had my birthday on monday and uh, it was no coincidence that i had tons of bath stuff <laughs> from my daughter and husband because <laughs> i know how how much the bath uh, plays a part in my self-care <laughs> that is beautiful how long do you soak for uh well not too long because i have really 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 hot baths <laughs> So it's a balance between enjoying the the heat and then actually sweating and wanting to get out because it's too hot. (laughs) It's probably not good for me at all, but uh, I keep thinking, well, you know, people have saunas, so it's just a wet sauna, isn't it? How many minutes do you do? Oh, probably 20 minutes minimum on the basis that I'm reading a book normally at the time. So it depends on which book I'm in and how long the chapters are. That's a good amount of time. 20 minutes is lovely. So, and happy birthday, Joe. Thank you very much. <laughs> lovely. So um, what about um, learning and improving yourself? You talked about sort of creating a business out of effectively improving yourself and, and learning from other people all those years ago. What do you do now to keep sort of up to speed with what's happening? So I'm addicted to the app Clubhouse. Have you been on Clubhouse yet? Yeah, I go on there occasionally. I um, I haven't quite decided whether I like it that much or not yet. But uh, yes, 
it's it has some good stuff it's it's just it's I, I don't really sort of listen to things when i'm working anyway so i struggle to find time to to squash it in <laughs> when i do my personal growth it's just in the background while i'm getting ready you know while yeah. i'm like brushing my teeth washing my face feeding my dog I find rooms on Clubhouse where I can learn something. They usually have uh, panels of experts. Like this morning, I was learning about fitness. Other times, I'm learning about spirituality. There's so many different rooms on entrepreneurship. I love podcasts. Like I'm going to start listening to yours. I'm so excited. I love podcasts. I learned so much from podcasts. Did you know the average podcast listener makes $200,000? So people who listen to podcasts are very successful and they're really wanting to better themselves and become even more successful. So I love podcasts. Yeah. I love YouTube videos and Audible. So I, I am not someone that takes the discipline to read. That's also yeah. another great morning practice that I yeah. failed to mention. You could set a timer on your phone and say, I'm just gonna read a book for 20 minutes every morning and drink your tea or coffee. That's another great morning practice. Mm -hmm. I have not made the time to read lately. So I really like Audible, so I can listen yeah. to the books on tape. Yes, yeah, you definitely sound very audio focused. I'm, I'm a bit more the reader, which is I guess why I, I perhaps um, do less in terms of things like Clubhouse. But I, I've noticed, I've said on the podcast this year that since we've been in lockdown, I my podcast listening has actually gone down um, because to begin with, we weren't going out when we, you know, were properly locked down, and I'm not very good at listening around the house. <laughs> so it's uh, it's interesting how how much your you know your activity and the things that you're doing and how you do it impacts some of those things. And like today, I went for a walk and I did listen to a podcast because that's when I listen to my podcast. So I just need to walk more, then I'll listen more, and then it'll all 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 will be, all will be well. <laughs> Yeah. So while you're walking, I don't know, we're not driving a lot yet, but you know, when we go back to normal life, when you're driving, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're doing the things that you have to do that would normally be boring is a great time to listen to yes. podcasts or audibles. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So last couple of questions then. What about those days when it all goes horribly wrong? How do you deal with those? Oh my God. I yell and scream. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, um, when it all goes horribly wrong, I restart my day. So you don't have to just do your morning practice in the morning. I can say, okay, look, this day has gone horribly wrong. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to do my morning practice. I'm going to write in my journal. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to meditate. Maybe I'll do some stretching. Maybe I'll just stop and have a cup of tea and just stare out the window and appreciate nature. So I just, I restart my day. I really like a meditation app called Insight Timer app. And you can find a meditation on stress and overwhelm and just sit there and listen to it. Yeah. And sometimes I just have to walk away and just don't work, you know, because when, when I feel like I'm hitting a wall, especially with technology, I had to learn a lot about technology. I wasn't doing any online marketing or online business. And then the whole world went online. And sometimes I hit a wall with not wanting to, you know, play with technology or learn anything. Yeah. And I'll just walk away, like go walk the dog, go play tennis, like just call a friend, do a FaceTime call with someone. And I just have to stop because when, when I'm doing something from an attitude of frustration and anger, then it's not going to get done. And if it does, I won't like the results. So it's better just to take a break. I call yeah. it a mental health break. Yes. Yes. 
I, I like that. And the last one, so those days where you get to live more, and that's where I talk about getting to do more of the things that you want to do and less of the stuff that you don't want to do. What do those days look like for you? So yeah, I believe in creating your week with focus days and play days. Mm -hmm. So a play day could be, you know, going on a drive to another town. It could be having a spa day. I know spas are still closed. It could be just doing something fun, you know, going somewhere to go have a picnic next to a lake and just lay in the sun or, or walk around in a new town and explore, you know, new architecture, new, new yeah. scenery, just take some time away from your work. Because I believe if we just work, 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 we're going to burn out. Yeah. And the whole thing I teach is to avoid burnout and overwhelm by structuring your week. So maybe you can't afford to take a whole play day because you're too busy. So take a play morning or play afternoon and just drive go on a drive and just break yeah. it up go to a different restaurant in a different part of town that you've never been in and there's just different ways to reinvigorate ourselves so we don't get burned out because if we do the same thing over and over and over again that's called a grind and mm -hmm. we do not want to live life as a grind that's that's no way to live no no thank you so much rebecca it's been such a good time um, interviewing you today some really great tips in there um tell people how they can find out more about you and get in touch yes yeah, so how to find out about me is i am on instagram at rebecca e whitman i am also on twitter and clubhouse at rebecca e whitman i have a website rebecca elizabeth whitman.com and if you go on my website, I have an amazing quiz. And this is a great tool because we talked about the seven pillars of abundance. This is a very short two or three minute quiz and it'll show you exactly where you're in alignment and where you're out of alignment so you know what areas of life to focus on. I'm also offering a virtual coffee for anyone who just wants to you know, talk about their goals and dreams and talk about what's got them stuck. I'd love to offer you some coaching and support and help you get untangled over a virtual coffee and I'm offering free consults. So uh, yeah, that's the best way to get in touch with me is on my website, RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com. Lovely. I'm, I'm just checking. Is that a virtual coffee or a virtual tea? Oh, you know what? I'm like the rebel in the United States that drinks tea, but everybody else drinks coffee. So I call it a virtual coffee. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. It was lovely to meet you, Joe. Stop feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Join Power to Live More Calm membership today and make an investment in your future. The Power to Live More Calm membership is designed for coaches and consultants struggling with the pressures of running a home-based business. You get access to our supportive community, including weekly Zoom calls, accountability, learning materials teaching you online marketing, audience building, income generation and all sorts of other things you need to run your home-based business with ease along with materials like templates checklists and planners to keep you motivated organized and productive to learn more about the power to live more calm membership program and apply visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm use your power to live more